Hello and welcome to Top, the Open Podcast Podcast. Your hosts, Matthias and Wolfgang, will guide you through the ecosystem and the tools and services which make podcasting work. And they'll talk about their open source platform for podcast analytics. Let's dive right in. Matthias, wish you a happy new year. Welcome back. Same to you. Hope you had some relaxing time. Of course, but now we are back. We are back. Back with full energy, ready to talk about the podcast ecosystem and open podcast. What do we have today? So this episode is kind of a follow-up episode of episode 16, where we talked about feedback and our voting system that we have implemented to get quick feedback. And we want to discuss today a bit what else is possible. So what is beyond this quick voting feedback? Because also other podcasters have the same problem and also have discussed that recently. And that's the funny story behind this episode. Because yesterday, Wolfgang sent me a link very excitedly about the Doppelgänger podcast, which is a German thing. It's about investing and marketing and so on. And they talked about something that we also mentioned in this podcast, which is how to get feedback from users and how to go beyond feedback and build a community. And we thought that this was really enticing. So we skipped whatever we wanted to do and we wanted to comment, basically. <laughs> yeah, you see the irony. We wanted to comment on what they said. And since there is no forum right now and no way to discuss, we decided that we just record our own episode. We also discussed that in my other podcast that I do with a colleague. It's also a German podcast, Engineering Kiosk. We talk about tech topics. And we also faced exactly the same problem so that we don't have this two-way communication channel with our audience. So it's always just this one way, the podcast itself. And we lack this feedback channel so that we can communicate with people. Of course, there's email and we get feedback by email but it's just cumbersome to to write emails and you don't have this quick way of communicating that you're used to in your whatsapp group or in slack or something like that so you don't have that and as a podcast host you would like to have this quick feedback channel to develop your podcast further and your topics and plan your next episodes and it's incredibly important because on all of the other pl platforms that i can think of you have some sort of feedback channel. On Reddit, you have upvotes. On Facebook, you have likes. YouTube, same. But there is no such thing with podcasts. I mean, on Spotify, you have the thumbs up, but it's not for the podcast host. It's just for the Spotify algorithm. So you, as a podcast host, you don't get this feedback. And that's also why we came up with our voting system, so that you, as a podcast host, you can see the thumbs up and thumbs down that are sent by your audience. The... Thumbs up and down buttons that Wolfgang mentioned, by the way, are in the show notes. Also in this episode, you can scroll down, um, read the show notes, and you will see this thumbs up button. Please don't hesitate to use it. It's just one click. It's just one click, and it's really helpful. But it's super useful for the podcast hosts. So it's just one small click for you, but a huge leap for the podcast hosts. <laughs> Strangely enough... The Doppelganger podcast never even mentioned this voting system. So for them, it doesn't seem to be that important. 
Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's really important for bigger podcasts. I think for smaller ones, it's super valuable to have this feedback. But as a big podcast with, I don't know, 10,000 of listeners, you may be no longer dependent on such a feedback because you get a lot of emails and you might have your own community. So I'm not sure if it's really that valuable for already big podcasts. But I think for the beginners, it's really crucial to have a quick feedback channel, even if it's just this simple thumbs up, thumbs down. But now I'm curious, what makes you think that for bigger podcasts, this is no longer that relevant? Because you might still be able to discern whether an episode is more positive or more negatively seen by the audience. That's true. I think it's not useless. I think it's always good to know what performs better. But I think if you have a really big audience and you already have this critical mass, you will get qualitative feedback, so emails, chat messages, whatever, that might be more useful for you than just this single number. But I think it's one additional metric to the downloads so that you can see, okay, how many thumbs up did I get? Right, so that seems to be what Doppelganger also agrees on and they went beyond feedback or beyond this simple voting mechanism. And they started their own community on Discord. Now, they also mention newsletter, but mostly the discussion happens on Discord these days. I think in general, they, they talked about communities. And I think newsletter at the end is also a community. Yes. It's just important that you have your audience on another platform so that you have a communication channel to your audience. I think that's also what a lot of Twitter people do because you don't know how long Twitter will exist or if your account will be removed or something like that. And then it's kind of a backup strategy as well to have just another communication channel, a newsletter, for example, or just a list of emails so that you can still contact your community or your audience. I think that's really important. Also for YouTubers, they also try to move their audience to another platform so that they are no longer dependent on YouTube so that you can always reach your listeners. Since I didn't subscribe to the Doppelganger newsletter, I just wonder what they I think there is there one. there is no newsletter. Oh, there is no newsletter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just talked about that that they might start that in the future. So as far as I know, they just have a Discord community and I think that's quite common even in the podcast world so that you have a community on another platform, but it also takes a lot of time of course to communicate with the community and stay in touch. I know that it's not about technology. Building a community is way harder than just picking any chat platform. But I personally have a gripe against Discord because I think fundamentally the flaw for communities on Discord is that everything is more or less ephemeral. So you post something and after a couple of months, that discussion is forgotten. And this is great in a work environment where things move on and you should probably trim down on things that are irrelevant after a while. But for a community, the value is its history. Its brain is previous comments. And that's why I like old forums. That's why I still believe that forums have a place on the modern web. I think that's also the problem if you have a community and it's somehow linked to your podcast. You can't connect the two worlds. So usually you can't comment on a specific section of your podcast. And that might be a problem. That's exactly what you said also with the with the forum. Usually you have a topic or something that is also still 
visible in kind of an archive. So if you listen to an old episode, you could see all the comments for this episode or even for this section in a longer episode. So all the discussion points or maybe information that was added to a really specific section of an episode, that would be really cool. And that's also what SoundCloud, for example, did with with music so that you can add a comment to a specific part of, of a song. That would indeed be really cool. For example, in this case, we would probably not comment on this Doppelgänger episode number 212, where they discuss discussions in general. But instead, we would probably link to our own podcast there so that we can reach this audience. So we would still go into that community and say, hey, we really enjoyed your discussion about commenting for podcasts. Here's our response or something like this to also reach that audience. But right now we can't. There's even no permalink for that usually. So you can't link an episode, including a timestamp. Of course, you can do that in Spotify. You can do that in YouTube. You can do that on various platforms. But there's no permalink that works for everyone so that you can click on it and you can then listen to exactly this section in your favorite podcatcher. And that's also a problem. So the whole ecosystem doesn't provide this possibility to to link some things so i guess this is extremely smart because you're talking about deep linking for podcasts and what you do is essentially you turn around instead of making the podcast a central piece of information and the comments being attached to that you turn around and say well if you could link to specific sections inside of a podcast episode you could share it on any platform really twitter or slack or your own discord and you could discuss that then and there. So you would land on a page which already preloads that section and you would see all the comments from people around the world like in a federated manner. Yeah, and you could build your own meta platform on top that looks for all these permalinks and then aggregates this information again in kind of a fediverse or something like that. Exactly. Pretty nice. And that's also what I think the future will be. So of course, I know that Federation is currently a very hyped topic and we got Mastodon and so on. But I can't even remember if we talked about that before in this podcast. But really what I believe is that the future of the internet will at least be partially federated for commenting and for voting. And uh, it will be a step back towards what we had in web, maybe the beginning of web 2.0, where you had backlinks for your blog and so on. And that was kind of a fascinating world. People focused on RSS instead of centralizing information and you could do the same with um, a comment forum for podcasts or like a comment platform i think that's also quite similar to another idea of having kind of a social graph of podcasts and especially of podcast guests because if you look at podcasts a lot of podcasts are interviews and usually you follow your star your celebrities just someone that you like. And usually what you as a follower want to see is where is this person be interviewed, for example, in, in what podcast, because I want to follow this person, right? This also reminds me of my academic background where we did a lot of research with graphs, graph databases, linked open data. And BBC, for example, they started quite early with a database, with a graph database, storing all the people that were interviewed that appeared in TV series, whatever. So they stored all the people, they built a huge graph and you could immediately see, okay, for example, if I have a politician, when and where, in what 
TV program, was this politician present, said something, was interviewed, whatever. So they built this huge graph. And if you would have the same for the podcast ecosystem, I think that would be really cool and useful for a lot of people to have kind of a graph search engine to find the right podcast episode for me as a follower. When you explained the concept, my initial thought was, who's going to use it and why would I need something like that? But the longer I think about it, it would be a great tool for, let's say, researchers or for journalists who want to do an article about a person and they want to quote them. They want to use their own words so they could use it for research. I think for journalists, especially on TV, it's super important to have this archive and you can quickly look up all the quotes, the sections where a politician said something in a news show or whatever. So I think that's really crucial, but also for just fans or followers, I think that would be nice. I think the doppelgangers also mentioned that in the episode. If you consider to have this feature in Twitter, for example, you follow a person and you see in the Twitter profile, ah, this person was interviewed in this ep episode, in this episode, in this podcast, and you can quickly go to the respective podcast and listen to it something like a link tree for appearances exactly okay i get it and also you can focus on individual topics uh, if you are interested in a very niche topic and you want to listen to all the content that's out there because you know that there's very little content about this specific niche then you can go and Just type in the, the query that you have and you get all of the podcasts and all the episodes and all the media that you can possibly find. So one might say, well, this is Google, but Google is very weak when it comes to media, really. I don't know why they have never focused on that, but whenever I search something and I'm expecting some sort of video or audio contribution, then there's very little. Because they don't do deep searching within the content. That was also the idea of the semantic web movement back in the in the 90s, or it started in the 90s. And it's still there. You have these RDF tags in, in HTML. You have Wikidata with the structured information. You have this linked open data. In general, open data by governments, for example. You have this box on the right side in Google, which presents this structured information, these information boxes. On Wikipedia, you have these info boxes also on the right side. So you have structured information already, I would say. It was never such a big thing at the end as they expected, this semantic web group expected to be. But I think it's already there, but I haven't seen that in the podcast world. You have this structured RSS feed, so I think it would be possible to also add in additional information, for example, the guest in a specific element in the RSS feed, so that would be possible. But I haven't seen any initiative around that that proposes something like that, to have kind of a graph of podcasts or more information, more structured information and not just the show notes. But I could imagine that this is somewhere planned or in the future it can be just extracted by an AI or something like that. But entity extraction is not that easy and even this information is not always present in the show notes. And even then, except for AIs doing all the work, it would still be quite a lot of manual toil to do that. And it is also error prone, I guess. So maybe that's why it didn't become that popular. But at the same time, That seems like an opportunity to me because someone could go and build such a thing and augment the already existing content and maybe 
build a business out of it. That's definitely possible. And maybe not as hard as we might think. But at the same time, you probably have to crawl a lot of content uh, and be able to understand audio and transcribe it. But with the rise of AI and cloud, it might not be a huge issue. The cool thing is that with RSS, you don't have to go and pull every podcast every single time. Instead, you get the updates through the RSS feed without even reaching out to uh, the content itself and polling it. You just subscribe to the RSS feed whenever there's an update. You go fetch the episode, transcribe it, and then extract all the meaningful information, put that into database, and that's the beginning of the product. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people already did that, but I have no information about such a product at hand right now. So if you know anything that already solves the problem we have described or some cool tools or products, please let us know. We will spread the word if that's already there or if you're now motivated to build such a tool, you can also contact us. We are happy to to bounce some ideas. And as always, we are very curious about your ideas in general. We love your feedback and maybe make it your New Year's resolution to give more feedback to the things you love to the podcast hosts, to the YouTube creators, to the blog post writers. Reach out, become active. Even if it's just one thank you. Exactly. And with that said, we are unfortunately at the end of this episode already. And we wish you a very great start into the new year. All the motivation that you could possibly have. And we see you next week. Bye. Ciao.